Welcome to the NZ Sports powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. Hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more content as well. Uh, but we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen and have been making it happen all year for A to Z sports. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, if you're looking for a new ride, and I, I'll tell you this from experience, buying a car at the end of the year is a great time to do it because you can find a deal, and the deals are great, at wilsoncountyhyundai.com to go see them in Lebanon. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plan, that means better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call them for a free case consultation at 800-800-4600. So, Zach, the Titans fall to 7-8. and eight. That is the sixth consecutive loss for the Tennessee, I'm sorry, 7-9. and nine. Uh, this the sixth consecutive loss uh, by this team. They are now guaranteed to have a losing record for the first time since 2015 under Ken Wisenhunt and pre-John Robinson. Now John Robinson is gone. Uh, but last night's loss, 27-13 to the Cowboys, did have an extra flavor to it because of the situation with Josh Dobbs making his first career start in the NFL being in the league for six years with a various amount of teams and different roles, practice squad, backup, not having a lot of in-game experience. But he goes 20 for 39 passing for 232 yards through his first career touchdown pass, through an interception, was sacked a couple times, did fumble twice, lost one. But overall, considering he was in the building for eight days, uh, pretty impressive from Josh Dobbs. So let's hear from Josh Dobbs and, and Buck Rising from A to Z Sports asking him a a very uh, interesting question about when he learned he was going to start this game. Josh, when did you find out that you were going to start? Um, so after the last game, uh, it was Christmas Eve, and I was actually driving home. And uh, Pat called, and he said, hey, come, can you come in tomorrow um, just to be prepared to play? We just want to go through the game plan. Uh, we're trying to figure out which way we're going to go, but if you're playing, I just want you to see the stuff as soon as possible. So... Um, drove home, spent Christmas morning at home, and then turned around around noon, uh, drove back up, uh, had a car finally, so drove back up, and then we started diving into the game plan, and then the next day, they said, hey, we're probably going to start you, so you're going to take all the reps throughout practice, and um, that's the way we went. So there's Josh Dobbs after the game, his first career start, and Zach, remember in the, in the pregame show, I said that Josh Dobbs has known he's going to be the starter for several days, including uh, pre-Christmas day, and so... He did confirm that, uh, that I mentioned yesterday on the pregame show. And if you watch the open to the Amazon Prime broadcast, then it showed Mike Vrabel telling Al Michaels in a production meeting, yeah, Josh Dobbs is going to be the starter. And he went out there and he played pretty well for a guy who hadn't started a football game that means something in six years, uh, dating back to the Music City Bowl in 2016. So, Zach, what did you think overall there? Well, I thought, you know, Josh, he only scored 13 points, right? That's the offense. But the offense is bad. So you yeah. have to also take that with a grain of salt. And eight days preparation coming in on Christmas. You know, Josh Dobbs, you know, he's a smart guy. We've, we've covered him and known him for some time because of his time at the University of Tennessee. And, you know, I, he's an all-in type of player. I think that's what 
you know, Josh Dobbs has always represented is that it doesn't matter. He's going to put in the work to try to be prepared. He's not the most talented, unbelievable NFL quarterback we've ever seen, but he was going to get an opportunity and the Titans were going to evaluate him. And they felt like number 11 was the best quarterback to give them a chance to win, or at least not to you know be embarrassed with, you know, less than a hundred yards passing and just running around trying to, uh, you know, make plays like we've seen Malik Willis do and not, and I felt like here's the key. The Titans felt like Josh Dobbs could run their offense. Malik Willis has shown that they can't run. He cannot run an NFL offense the way that the Titans want. Now here's the caveat. The Titans offense is not good. <laughs> so as a whole, but what they want is Josh Dobbs to be able to go in there, make the right reads, make the throws, get out in space. Josh Dobbs is better at, at naked bootlegs and moving around outside of the pocket, throwing on the run, being more accurate. We saw that last night. And you saw the offense be more productive than when, when we saw Malik Willis. And so I think that was telling now that we know we've seen both quarterbacks play but the fact that they trusted a guy who had been in the building for eight days and throw him out on a nationally te televised game in prime time against America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, on short notice, that I think is a full, and I'll repeat what I said yesterday in the, in the pre- and post-game show, that's an indictment on what they think about Malik Willis Dobbs went out there and played okay. And if Joshua Dobbs plays in a crucial win and get in game, I think it's a further indictment of what they think about Malik Willis. Well, I think there is zero reason to not play Malik Willis uh, or to not play Josh Dobbs uh, against the Jags. Like they, Josh Dobbs has to play. J Josh, Dobbs, yeah, Josh Dobbs has to play against uh, Jacksonville you know, eight days from now or whenever that game is. We don't even know if it's Saturday or Sunday game. We don't know when that game is going to be in Jacksonville, but Dobbs needs to be the starter for the Tennessee Titans. I think we learned that much. Zach, I'll go as far as this. Here's what I also feel after watching Josh Dobbs start his first game after being here for eight days. I think Josh Dobbs needs to be on this roster going into the offseason. Josh Dobbs needs to be back with the Tennessee Titans moving forward, at least going to training camp. I don't Another know. Another wasted he, pick? I'm not saying Malik Willis doesn't. I'm not saying cut Malik Willis. I'm just saying Josh Dobbs needs to be in the quarterback room for the offseason going into training camp to see what you got there. Austin, if you'd rather have a practice squad guy you picked up in week 15 or 16 on the roster than – your third round pick. I didn't just say cut eight Malik months Willis. later, but no, but you're the fact that you're again, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that let's think about this notion that you're putting out there is you are saying you need a practice guy guy that you just met. You literally just met the guy. You had him start in prime time against the Cowboys. And now you're sitting there saying he's got to be in the room. You're not sitting here saying that Malik Willis has to be in the room. You're saying that Malik Willis maybe should be in the room, but you're saying Josh Dobbs has to be in the room, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think for what we've seen, Josh Dobbs has been a Tennessee That's Titan. For, yeah, waking up today is day nine of Josh Dobbs as a Titan. Yeah, I think he deserves and needs to be in the quarterback room. And there's a lot of like, is Tannehill in the room? 
Willis, I think, will be in the in the quarterback room moving forward. Okay, and we'll talk about Malik here in a second. But I, I do think from what we saw, one sample size, yeah, Josh Jobs, I, I think, has earned a I don't know if he's eligible for an NFL futures contract, they call it, which is a cheap uh, contract that basically just has you a part of the 90-man training camp roster. But yeah, Josh Dobbs needs to be around I, up until cut-down day. Okay, I, I'll, I think I'm going to reel you back yet. It's one what? game. They just picked him up. It's nine days. You have no idea who the new general manager is going to be. You don't know the roster turnover. You have no idea what the state of this franchise is going to be in six months. So but Zach, you also to, caught- I think this is an overreaction on a no, Friday you're, saying no, that a quarterback I, I think- has to be in the room after a performance where he was I, better than Malik Willis, but they still only scored 13 points. Zach, I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Maybe I am. Yeah. So again, what I'm <laughs> saying is that Josh Dobbs, I think at the very least needs to be in the Titans organization once they break for the offseason, Josh Dobbs probably deserves a futures contract or a one-year deal to at least remain, which is going to cost you literally zero dollars. Again, I'm just I'm not going to say I, things like you that know on December it, 30th you know, when I don't know who the general manager is and I don't know the state of this franchise in the offseason. Well, I'm just you, not you can say it. I'm just that, not going to. You know what a futures contract is, right? Yes, I understand, but I'm it's, after it's, one game, I'm not going to sit here and say that. But Zach, what? Look at the room, though. There are so much. Again, listen to what I'm saying here, and understand the, the GM's going to come in and Zach, change hold the on, room. Time out. Let me finish. Here's what I'm saying: Josh Dobbs needs to be on a futures contract for the Titans, which guarantees him to be in the building for April offseason team activities and mini camps and stuff throughout the summer, and to get to training camp. That's what that means, and it costs you very little money. At all, but he needs to be there because you don't know what it just allows you to have extra depth and to have a guy to continue to learn the system who just started a game after just getting to town and through and, and played fairly well and made mistakes. He wasn't great, but considering the circumstances was solid. So keep him inside and see where that can become. I don't think Josh Dobbs is a is an NFL starter but I think he's earned a further, bigger opportunity with the Titans after being here for a week. And you're a, you're more premature than I am. If Josh Dobbs beats the Jacksonville Jaguars, I will jump on that bus. But I'm not going to do that after, after a 13-point law, you know, scored 13 points in a loss on a primetime game on nine day after nine days. I'm just, and, and, that, and that's just I, me personally. You can I'm do it, not I'm not saying- going to. I am not saying Josh Dobbs is the backup quarterback in 2023. I'm just saying he deserves to be at training camp. I just got to see a little bit more. I can't just base it off of nine days. Yeah, I mean, he's the best backup quarterback the Titans have had since who? I mean, you it's one game. He lost. What are you going to say? You're going off, you're basing him being the best backup off of one game? Since who? Marcus Moreira was backing up uh, Ryan Tannehill. There you go. Okay. Yeah, three years ago. Th- three, four seasons. Yeah, because they haven't – Logan Woods, I didn't play for two years. I, I know. And, <laughs> and that, that, again, that's my point is that so you've it, got it, – It's nuanced. It doesn't matter. That I, saying again, didn't matter. My, my point is to have him around is a good thing. So what does this – so I think that's what it – to me, that's what this means for Josh Dobbs is I think he has earned an opportunity to be around the offseason and to show up to training camp. 
So what does this mean for Malik Willis? That's and, the bigger question. Yes. I'm less worried about Dobbs, right? I mean, Dobbs has been, again, in his young career, he's been a journeyman. He's been on a lot of different rosters. He's been traded back and forth. Jags, Steelers, Browns, Detroit, now Nashville. That's why, I, because of his history, I'm not going to sit here and say what you just said. I think this is more on, where, what does this say for Malik Willis? Yes. That, I think, is the key because you drafted a guy You've been around him for eight straight months since he entered the building, since he was drafted, and you don't trust him. Right. So what you don't so, trust him. So what does this mean for Malik Willis? Uh, Mike Vrabel was asked that question after the game last night, and we'll play you that video here in a second. But Zach, first tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride whether it's the Palisade, full-size SUV, third-row seating, or the Sonata, which is a four-door sedan. We love Wilson County Hyundai here at A to Z Sports, and you should too. Austin said at the beginning of the show, now is the time to buy a car. It absolutely is. End of the year, you can get some really good deals. And Payne Bone, family-owned and operated, Payne Bone owns Wilson County Hyundai. He will make sure you find your perfect make and model for your perfect price. Look at their inventory at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. A to Z sports fans and followers have used Wilson County Hyundai. We know that for a fact. They've bought Wilson County Hyundai cars. They've had their Hyundais that maybe they purchased somewhere else fixed at Wilson County Hyundai because that's how reliable Wilson County Hyundai is. Visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Also, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. It gets you a risk free bet on pro football up to a thousand bucks. Just a couple weeks remaining uh, in the regular season. Take advantage of that. So, code A to Z Sports, ATOZ Sports, for a risk free bet up to one thousand dollars on pro football. Uh, Zach, I did hit an anytime touchdown uh, bet last night with Bobby Trees. Uh, I did sprinkle a little bit on Bobby Trees plus 450. Whoa. Hey, it was no, I, I mean a, you won, but what? there was a there were there were several Titans that were like plus 450 or longer odds. I I put like 10 bucks on on four of them and I've guaranteed a profit because Bobby Trees found his way to the end zone there. So you can do the same thing with BetMGM with code ATOZ Sports, you get a risk-free bet on pro football up to one thousand dollars. So Zach, uh, you know, Mike Vrabel was asked, you know, what does the Josh Dobbs decision mean for Malik Willis moving forward. And here was what Mike Vrabel had to say about the Titans rookie quarterback last night after the loss to the Cowboys. Howard, guys. Does, that, does that say anything, uh, Mike, about Malik's progress, the fact that you bring in a guy from the practice squad? I mean, I think that, uh, you know, we're going to, we're excited about having Malik. We are. We're excited about some of the things that he's done and, and we'll continue to, you know, just, just digest this over the weekend and kind of make a decision. You know, Malik has has worked hard, um, you know, but then we just have to kind of, you know, see where we're at with the quarterback position here going down to the last week of the season. <laughs> what, you, what did all right, Zach? What did you think about the energy and the emotion that Mike Vrabel was showing during that clip? So uh, I want to replay it. Okay. Listen to how high Mike Vrabel's voice goes up at one point towards the end of the clip. Yeah, you know, go we'll play the clip again. Howard, guys, does that, does that say anything, uh, Mike, about Malik's progress? The fact that you bring in a guy from the practice squad. Well, I mean, I think that uh, you 
you know, we're going to, we're excited about having Malik. We are. We're excited about some of the things that he's done, and, and we'll continue to, you know, just, just digest this over the weekend and kind of make a decision. You know, Malik has, has worked hard. Um, you know, but then we just have to kind of, you know, see where we're at with the quarterback position here going down to the last week of the season. When you say, you know, he's, he's not, he's, what I felt from that clip is he didn't want to say what he means and means what he says. And, and that's unlike Mike Vrabel, but that's a protection agency of what has just transpired over the last two weeks. Malik Willis lost to the worst football team in the National Football League, which was the Houston Texans at home. Josh Dobbs played better than Malik Willis. He played within the offense that Malik Willis was, and at times doesn't throw the football. And in the NFL, We've seen it. You can't Tebow your way to a starting quarterback and being consistent in this league. It does not work. That's not how you win football games. Lamar Jackson is, has, at times, is really, really good. But you can't Lamar Jackson your way to consistency. You cannot run around and do the same things that you do in college football. And Josh Dobbs is more, he's obviously more experienced, he didn't have a lot of game experience, mm -hmm. but he had been around the league long enough and he did what he was told. And what he's told is the plays, right? Coach to player relationship, call and run the play the way that it is. And that's where your players on offense can help you. And the fact of the matter is, is that the Titans players have not helped Malik Willis or Josh Dobbs in the short time that we've seen them. But Mike Vrabel's non-answer tells me we're happy to have Malik. Like, I know he's young, but you drafted the guy. That's the highest drafted quarterback that you've picked in some time. Since, obviously, the number one or number two overall pick in Marcus Mariota, yeah. you've taken other quarterbacks later rounds that haven't worked out, and you're just happy that he's there. And when you get an opportunity to play your third-round quarterback in a crucial game that – a crucial experience, not a crucial mm -hmm. game, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's crucial game experience that Malik Willis could work through, but you would rather pick a guy up off the streets nine days later and start him in front of America to represent your brand. The actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And I think, you know, how valuable would 39 pass attempts been for Malik Willis oh last night? Oh, my gosh. He, and, he wouldn't and, have done that. No, well, they might have. I mean, he I, wouldn't I think have thrown the ball 39 times. They're going to hand it off to who? He would have ran it. There was, that's again, the that's, point. His that's plays the, would have been runs like Malik Willis instead of passes where Joshua Dobbs, as you saw last night, the, the good thing about Josh, he's looking down the field. Right, Malik Willis has the the eyes of looking at defenders. How how can I outrun this guy to get to the pylon? But NFL linebackers are just faster than guys you play when you're at Liberty. Yeah, and so here's another thing too that I and you know KG said uh, 39. Oh, Malik would have thrown it 22 times and three interceptions. I, I mean, out of, KG. Again, the difference is in Malik's three starts, Derrick Henry was there. In Josh Dobbs' one start, there was no Derrick Henry. And that's where I was going to go to this next comment. Where did it go? There was somebody, ah, Darren. He goes, how about the plays and the rollouts? Finally, they moved Josh Dobbs in a way that we expected them to move Malik Willis around. 
and I, I do find it interesting and curious about your th- opinion on it is how much did no Derrick Henry play a factor in the, what looked like, you know, different style of play calling and developed play calling from Josh Dobbs last that Josh Dobbs got last night that Malik didn't get earlier in the year. It definitely impacted the game because Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, but Austin, they don't trust Malik Willis to set his feet on a rollout. That's the facts. Sure. Straight facts, homie. They trust Josh Dobbs to set his feet when he rolls out. That's the knowledge that they've gained from Malik Willis. That's why they don't trust him. They he can't run the offense. And like Ryan Tannehill has does naked bootlegs. Now he did less after he hurt his ankle, right? Like mm-hmm. we know that. But the last two and a half years, we've seen that from Ryan Tannehill and him making some pretty good decisions, whether it's getting up field with his legs or throwing downfield to open receivers. They do not trust Malik Willis at this time within their current offense after eight months. Yeah, it is. We have to remember Ryan Tannehill's ankle injury happened in the sixth game of the season. And so, the offense changed because of it, but it had to, right? You you can't run a mobile quarterback who has a high ankle sprain. Yeah, yeah. Like the Titans scored 20, at least minus the Bills game, 20 points and for their first five games, which is not a high bar, but that's, but they haven't been able to score 20 points, you know, minus the, the Jacksonville game. They've struggled to get to 20 points plus, uh, and they haven't done it in, uh, five of their last six games. So it's been pretty crazy. Um, the, the struggles with this offense with an immobile quarterback, or Malik Willis. And, you know, Dom gives some Sam some lunch money here. He says, uh, if you are against cutting Malik, consider Hurts and Fields' career path. They at least showed something during horrible rookie circumstances, and Malik hasn't. And, you know, I, I do think, um, one, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts was a first-round pick. Uh, I'm sorry, Justin Fields was a first-round pick. Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. H- Ohio State... Alabama slash Oklahoma, very different than Liberty. And then Dennis Daly at left tackle and anybody else at left tackle for Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields and their rookie seasons. Uh, so there is a little bit of Malik was in but a they bad... trusted those two quarterbacks to play. Jalen Hurts had a thousand yards uh, passing his rookie year. They, at the end of the season, they did the opposite of what the Titans did at the end of their season. Right, the Titans went out and got somebody else to start over Malik Willis. Doug Peterson, who's fired and now in Jacksonville, doing pretty good with a better quarterback, or I would say better quarterback. But he he put in Jalen Hurts at the end, and then there was some confusion at the end. They tried to backdoor, and he tried to buy himself some time and got fired. But Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields was the same way. They said this is going to be our franchise quarterback. Yeah, we're willing to to struggle through the tough times. The Titans are telling us that they're not willing to struggle through the tough times in a meaningless game. Well, because the Titans, and I think Mike Vrabel said this, they need to find out what Josh, they wanted to find out what Josh Dobbs could do to see if they could make the playoffs. Mike Vrabel and the Titans organization, they want to make the playoffs to go have a home playoff game for extra revenue and just to make the playoffs for four years in a row. That's a big deal. And so, 
they, you know, they don't care about picking 12th or eighth or whatever it could be. They want to make the playoffs and they had to find out something with Dobbs. Well, they're because- also not concerned about their, their future quarterback that they drafted. So there's two sides to that. I agree with you, right? They want to make the playoffs, but they don't want to make the playoffs with their future quarterback. No, they don't think their future quarterback could can right now. I, I think that is what they said. Or they at least don't have confidence that he can uh, right now and had to see what Josh Jobs can do. So let's ask this question here uh, and get everybody else involved about Malik Willis and his future. And this is not about our opinion or your opinion. It's about what we think the Titans are thinking. Do you think the Titans are done with Malik Willis or still have hope for the future? Are the Titans done with Malik Willis or still have hope for the future? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you got to know who to go to and who can trust, who to trust to get you back to full health, to keep living your life, because injuries happen. Just like football, injuries happen in life, uh, whether it's slipping and falling, uh, like I almost did on a wet step yesterday with some uh, you know, some humidity outside, or your son or daughter playing youth sports, you playing rec sports, whatever it might be, Bone and Joint Institute can help you with all their specialists, over a dozen of them, who know what to do with any type of injury, whether it's foot, ankle, knee, hip, shoulder, elbow, hand, wrist, Neck or concussions. They've got you covered there. Boneandjointtn.org. BetMGM. Download the app today. We trust the BetMGM app. You can get in some action tonight. You got, you know, your bowl games all year long, uh, all weekend long, and you can bet tonight. You could also bet on pro football if you're a new user and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. It's all one word, no spaces. A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. Download the app today in your Apple or Android store. That's BetMGM. All right, so do you think the Titans are done with Malik Willis or still have hope for the future? Do you think the Titans are done with Malik Willis or still have hope for the future? I'm going to start reading some comments. Deborah says hope. Uh, Let's see. Will Dodson Jr. says done. Henry Blaze says hope. You don't give up on a third-round project quarterback. Chris Head says done. Willis just doesn't have it. Uh, now we know why he fell so far in the draft. Uh, Larry says, no, a little hope. Uh, but the new GM is going to give him his walking papers. So there's that. Um, Jarrell says it's literally been one year. He's a rookie. Uh, let's see. Dion says hope. He's still raw and needs development. Um, more comments. Adam says they still have hope for Willis, uh, but they're trying to win now and can't do that with Willis. Ryan says he's done as a Titan Dobbs or no Dobbs. Willis will be replaced. He gives you zero chance to win as a backup unless Henry goes for 250. So yeah, I, you know, in Malik Willis is one win as a starter in his three opportunities. Derrick Henry ran for 200 yards and the Titans overall ran for 300 yards against a terrible Texans team. Um, Zach, there's a lot of comments. His uh, Steve says, Willis is done. Um, Ty Kendrick says, sadly, I think they are done, but in an easygoing way. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Do you think the Titans are done or do they still have hope for Malik? Well, I'm going to read uh, a couple of lunchbox comments. Okay. And, and Connor says uh, he's betting that Ryan Tannehill is released after the season. Malik is not that guy. So Connor coming in there and kind of stating what he feels on, on Malik not being the guy. 
I think for and and John says the Titans have only scored 20 points in a game all season. Dobbs scored 13 without any starters. If that doesn't show promise, nothing does. So that's more on what Joshua Dobbs' performance was, which you know he did perform well. Three and scoring drives, right? Three scoring drives because they had two field goals. In a They're, bad offense. In that a bad needs offense. to be like, at the end, you always need to say, in a bad offense. With a terrible offensive line, nobody healthy on the offensive line besides Aaron Brewer and Dennis Daly, who are the worst of the five starters to start the season. Um, and then, you know, you, you had a spot where they stole a field goal at the end of the half because Traylon Burke made a great play. And, you know, Dobbs was prepared to go up there and, and get that field goal opportunity before half. And then, you know, a couple the sack fumble that lost field goal range and the potential should have been called DPI on Burks. It could have set up another scoring opportunity. So there were, you know, ifs, buts, whatever, right? Three scores happened and there were five true scoring opportunities for the Titans offense with Josh Dobbs being on the team for eight days. Uh, G says, when you draft a third round quarterback, they're usually, they're not ready till year two or three cutting him is very premature i don't think we're talking about cutting cutting or at least i'm not talking about cutting malik willis because they're not going to cut him i like i I would be very surprised if a general manager comes in and just cuts malik willis i do think that they've learned a lot more about malik willis after eight months and they don't like what they've learned it doesn't mean that they can't he can't figure it out I think that to Austin, I want to ask you a question before I give my answer, because I think this is important. Okay. Justifying hope is the hope that Malik Willis will eventually be your franchise quarterback or is hope just Malik Willis will be a starter, uh, a a consistent backup. Well, I mean, what is hope? Well, I think if you ask that question after the draft, the hope was that, at some point, Malik Willis would take over for Ryan Tannehill as this franchise's starting quarterback. In in year three of his contract? I always thought year three. Year three was always what I thought was the most reasonable for Malik Willis, considering the development he needs based off of how raw he is coming out of Liberty. That was my expectations. I think others thought that he should take over at the end of this year. Some people thought he could take over uh, at some point in 2023, but that's where I, you know, hope I guess would be to, to be a full-time starter, I guess. Okay. Yeah. At some point, not next year, not now, but at some point could Malik Willis work his way. Could you hope he could earn a full-time starting opportunity? My final answer is there is a sliver of hope. That's what I'm going to give him. A sliver of hope that he can be a full-time starter. I think the issue, and I agree with uh, G, the guy who gave you know a little lunch money, is it's a two- to three-year project. Project is the key word when you draft a third-round qu- quarterback. Very rarely, and sometimes it happens, you get the Dak Prescotts and the Russell Wilsons that come out and change the course of your franchise, right? But, you know, Dak played big-time football at Mississippi State, and Russell Wilson played big-time football at NC State and Wisconsin. Malik Willis is even more of a project because he played at Liberty. I truly believe that. 
I think his footwork, I think he came back, they came in there and they said, God, this guy's footwork is atrocious. Mm -hmm. And it's so bad that that's why he's so inaccurate. And in the NFL, you can't be inaccurate. You can be a little inaccurate, but you can't be from Liberty. And how tall is he? Six foot? Ish. You can't be six foot and inaccurate. Maybe the reason why Drew Brees was good for a most of his career is because he's accurate. And so there's a sliver of hope, but man, it's waiting. And I think the door, I think when they hire the new general manager and I get to hear his tone, his mindset, him answer questions, I think I'm going to shut the door and my answer will evolve into done because the new GM is going to come in there and find his own guy and he's going to try to win football games. And Malik Willis can't win you NFL football games right now. They told us that yesterday. And I don't know if he'll be able to win consistently in two to three years because I don't think he'll get that opportunity for the Tennessee Titans. So uh, my answer is that I kind of agree with you. There is hope. It's a little bit of hope, but they're not done. Like the Titans are not going to be done with Malik Willis already. That's just that not, would be premature, right? Yes, that is not because I think everybody that was a part of the draft process of the selection of Malik Willis at 86 overall as the second third round pick the Titans had in this past draft understood this is not a 2022 draft pick. This might be a 2023 draft pick, but in reality, this is a year three type of selection at 86 overall after you just picked a right tackle or left tackle an MPF from Ohio state that you feel like you have the ability to, to make that selection. So I don't think it would be dumb for the Titans to be done with Malik Willis right now. There is no reason to make that decision today or yesterday or this week or after the third start against the Texans. There's no reason to do that premature. Absolutely. Here is the biggest curveball in this whole situation John Robinson drafted Malik Willis because John Robinson thought he was going to be there as the general manager for the next four years right he was going to get to develop Malik Willis he also John Robinson falsely thought that this year's team could compete for a Super Bowl he thought John Robinson thought the 2022 Tennessee Titans would be closer than they actually I think in he reality thought- are I think he thought they could win the division and then be a competitive team in the playoffs with Vrabel and some of the, in the defense they put, look, this defense was absolutely lights out through the first two months of the season. But Everybody knew. But he was wrong. John Robinson yeah, ultimately But, but again, and we're going to, the injuries thing is just ridiculous. And we're going to have to try to diagnose what's going on. So why I said that is the sliver of hope I mean, the door is shutting. I mean, it is, there is just, it's barely cracked because the new general manager is going to come in here and say, I got a good football team. How do we get from good to great, right? It's going to be the same mantra and same mindset because the Titans are good. They're not, I mean, with all their players, I want to say that, right? With Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry and all their players healthy, they're a good football team. But the Titans and the state of where their organization is now, Austin, they're tired of being just a good football team. They want to compete with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. 
and how they're currently constructed, they cannot do that. So that's what the new general manager is going to be tasked with. You've said it before. It's a lot easier to go from the worst team in the league to 500, right? Or a playoff team, wild card team. It's really, really difficult. And you have to have the right pieces and the right quarterback to get to the consistency of divisional playoff game, AFC championship game, like we've seen Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City do over the last several years. Yeah, it's really hard to sustain in this league. The quarterback is the, it's the quarterback. That's how you sustain. All three of them have the quarterback. That's why they're there every single year. And Burrow, look, Monday night, the best matchup. I mean, this is how bad the matchup was last night with the Titans and the Cowboys. The, the, The NFL gods redeem themselves because Monday night we get Bills at Bengals in a massive AFC showdown. That is popcorn, my friends. So, like, the Titans want to be playing in those type of games, not last night's game. Well, who are the three quarterbacks you mentioned? So, after you take your sip of water. Allen, Burrow, and Mahomes. Where were they Where were they picked? Where were they drafted? First Remember? Go, go deeper in that. Top 10. Top 10. All three of them. Top 10. One, seven, 10. All of them. Top 10 quarterbacks. Uh, and, you know, the Chiefs did a ballsy thing and move up 17 spots to go get Mahomes at 10 from 27. And it's worked out. Austin, great. the Titans currently pick. I will oh, repeat. I, yeah. I have so many thoughts. I have 12. so many. We're going to have, I can't like, I, I can wait because I want to see what happens against Jacksonville, but my goodness, the domino effect of all of these conversations on it, it all depends on where are the Titans drafted. Cause where are the Titans Austin, are they drafted, could get your boy, Will Levis. Uh, I want to, I just threw up in my mouth. Like I, that <laughs> will Levis no, just the, the, a quick trip down I 65. <laughs> now you got to take I 65 and the blue mountain, uh, highway. That I don't they, travel into Kentucky, so I don't know. I've, but I've however you get from Lexington to Nashville, yeah, you got to take 65 to get to Nashville. 60, you know, 65 to Louisville. And then you got to take that, that blue mountain Ridge highway or whatever. That's made no, out of limestone all the way to Lexington. But I, but what I'm saying is the Titans currently pick 12th. So if you're sitting here saying that they need a burrow Allen and Mahomes, oh. you're not going to get that by making the playoffs. Yeah, there, there's two quarterbacks from the SEC that the Titans should not touch with a 10-foot pole, and that is Will Levis from Kentucky or Anthony Richardson from Florida. <laughs> I don't want any of those, either of those guys uh, coming well, to the Well, the other guys are going to be gone. So, look, Bryce Young's going to go number one overall to the Texans, probably, right? And then after that, who are you dealing with? Is this C.J. Stroud. So, C.J. Stroud, which himself, you got question marks on. Sure. Yeah. Go watch anyway, CJ. But- hey, here, what I tell you to do. Uh, go to A to Z Sports Film Room yep. and go listen to James Foster talk about CJ Stroud on a-, a-, a to Z Sports Film Room. Everybody, go there. This is what we're doing, and, and we'll promote it even more in the offseason. But we're getting A to Z Sports Film Specialist James Foster to go through our the quarterbacks, and he's done a couple of them. Go listen to the CJ Stroud one. So you're sitting here, you need a quarterback. Maybe this is not the draft that you want to draft one. No, I, I honestly don't think it is. <laughs> but again, we have to, you know, that's where like, I, I I am an off-season lover when it comes to NFL and the draft process and free agency and everything there. There's a lot of 
a lot of good juicy things to discuss when it comes to the tights. And, you know, Danny gives some lunch money and says, the only thing that this team has been great at for the last couple of years is finding the training room table. And Danny is not incorrect. That will always, we talk about going from good to great. That the one X factor that will prohibit you being great are injuries. I think, you know, I think 60 to 70% of the injuries that have occurred in the last two years are kind of like weird happenstance football injuries. Bad luck, right? Yeah, Andrew Adams tearing his patella in the back corner of the end zone, trying to defend a pass. Like, no training, strength, and conditioning staff is really going to help that from happening. But there's 30% that says, we got to change the players that we're picking and what we're doing. Yeah, no, no doubt. And again, I've got some ideas for how to approach that situation in the offseason too. But all right, let's go ahead and get back to last night. Uh, a quick conversation we want to have here about last night and what hurt the Titans more. What was the Titans' bigger problem versus the Cowboys? Drop passes or penalties? So drop passes or penalties. We got some Mike Vrabel video on this too. But Zach, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go. I switched to the beginning of 2022. I'm carrying it over, baby. I'm riding it into the new year, 2023. I've got my plan. I've got my receipt right here. I'm getting my contact allowance back. You know, I never got contact allowance. I actually never, uh, you know, talk about allowance. I'm thinking about like what allowance represents. I got contacts that I got by every single year. No health plan has ever given me any money to make me see farm Bureau health plans in tennessee does that that's the best part so whatever my contacts co- uh, based on my plan however much my contacts cost i get an allowance for that these are the perks of why you should switch take a quick health assessment get a quote and switch today 200 plus locations across the state of tennessee that's fbhp.com slash a to z and i will say this to to end the communication with Farm Bureau Health Plans is great. And that's hard to find these days when you talk about health plans, tech companies, whatever it is. The communication is key. Download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet on pro football up to $1,000. Coming up later on this afternoon, 2 p.m. Central Time, A to Z Sports Picks, getting you ready for Tennessee Clemson uh, tonight in that Orange Bowl matchup. Go to the App Store, whatever you got, download the BetMGM app. Use code ATOZ Sports when you sign up, make your first deposit, and boom, risk free bet on pro football up to $1,000 with that first pro football bet. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, social qualification, eligible requirements. Rewards issued is knowledgeable for bets and credit. For bets expired seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 Zach, we asked the question. I'll send you to the chat here in a second. Uh, what hurt the Titans more? What was the bigger problem versus the Cowboys? Drop passes or penalties? Here's uh, the head coach, Mike Vrabel, last night. How did you like how you played, maybe on defense, keeping this game close? And the, the penalties, maybe mistakes end up dooming you at the end? Well, we just beat ourselves too much. You know, I mean, it's too hard to beat beat the Cowboys or, or good football teams when, when you beat yourself. Um, but I thought we competed. I, I, I was extremely proud of the way that the – and the 47 guys we had up tonight competed, uh, certainly without mistake. Um, but we gave ourselves a chance, but then again, we just you know, did too many things that, that hurt us and stalled drives or allowed drives to continue. And it did, didn't get the drive stop with a field goal you know, down there in the red zone. 
And that was stalled drives and allowed other drives to continue. The Titans had a couple false starts that ruined fourth down opportunities. Uh, they had the sack fumble uh, that's got lost them a field goal chance. And then a, a handful of defensive penalties on third down for the Cowboys allowed the Cowboys to put up points uh, later on in those drives. So, Zach, I'll send you to the chat. The bigger problem last night, penalties or drop passes? Well, I'll say this on, on reacting to that video. I feel like Mike Vrabel is, is mentally struggling with moral victories versus reality, right? Where, like, yeah. he knows the reality of the situation that guys don't have the talent to cover Michael Gallup, right? Like, they can't. But there are no moral victories, and they lost, and you can't commit penalties. So I feel like this is very tough on Mike Vrabel on how he coaches. But he also is a realistic guy. I, I believe that, right? But he, you know, there's no excuses, and so this is a tough one. Uh, penalties easy from Greg Scott says penalties. Penalties from Jacoby. We got a couple people like Roy coming in saying the refs. Deshaun Washington says penalties. Drop passes and offensive line from Kyle. David says drop passes. Eric says penalties. The F and penalties from Dre. Penalties from Tones. Uh, penalties right there from Mac. Dennis Daly from Jay. So he's just going across for, for that. Uh, Jamie says penalties. So does Noah. Uh, terrible officiating some there uh, from John. I, we Look, we recognized that last night in the postgame show. Is It wasn't the reason that the Titans lost, but it did kill some momentum for the Titans, but also it, drop passes killed momentum for him. So yeah, I would say for the Titans that had nearly, they had what 124 yards of penalties. I would say the roughing the passer on Monty Rice was iffy, but I am okay with that call. If Josh Dobbs gets the same treatment on the other side, if the Dak Prescott got, and that did not get called when Parsons got Dobbs in the chin with his helmet, that's a flat out blatant roughing the passer by the letter of the law. When Rice got called for it, Parsons did not. There was also a ticky-tack, what I thought was a weak call, that CeeDee Lamb drew by flopping like he was in the World Cup last month on Roger McCreary down the sideline for a DPI that I thought was weak. There were other DPIs and holds on McCreary and Trey Avery. That the the were, passes were catchable. I thought that was on a couple of them. Right? Yeah, like, but there, but the majority of the Titans penalties were warranted. The 51-yard penalty on Trey Avery, that's a flag. That's just a smart play by Dak Prescott to either arm punt for 50 yards with a pick on 30-19 or see what happens. And that's exactly what he did. And Trey Avery uh, was the victim of uh, that smart play by Dak. But then, you know, the, the lack of DPI called on Burks I think there's something that I notice about Traylon Burks. There's been a few times this year where he has been interfered with, but it hasn't been called. And I think that's him not having that full polished wide receiver skill set of doing what CD acting did. degree. Yeah. His acting degree. I don't think Arkansas has theater uh, out there in Fayetteville, but uh, they, they might in Oklahoma with some of the, the, the musicals they've got uh, there in the sooner state for CD lamb. But Trey, Traylon Burks has to be better at making that obvious to call. It should have been called. It shouldn't be the wide receiver's job to flop to get the call, but that's why soccer players flop. It works. That's why LeBron and NBA players flop because it works. It sucks, but that's what has to happen. And, and to your point, Traylon Burks has to develop that skill set, which is yeah. funny to say. It is a skill set to help your football team. So I, I, I'm with you there. 
I'm, I'm going to go drop passes, and here's why. I'm going to go a singular drop pass. I think that Robert Woods's drop pass have just started to irritate people, right? Like, they're irritable. You got traded. You're supposed to be the re- reliable veteran. Everybody's younger than you. You've had more life and game experience, and you're the guy dropping passes. And this is not just one game. This is multiple games over the course of the season. It's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But – I think the drop pass by Traylon Burks in the third quarter was killer. We spoke about it in our post-game show. Titans get the ball. They they have an opportunity to go steal some momentum and take the lead possibly, or at least inch closer. And that third down gets them across midfield. And you just pray that Todd Downing doesn't do five, seven-step drop to punt. Uh for, for Dobbs to get sacked like he notoriously does. But now all of a sudden the pressure is on. But instead, you punt to the Cowboys. They get a 51-yard penalty. They score in the next play from Dalton Schultz. And they now have extended the lead and really killed your mindset of, wow, maybe we can win this game. Yep, That was killer. So I'm going to say that drop pass because of, the, of when it occurred in the game was deadly. There are two plays that involve Traylon Burks that ruined the Titans' opportunity to make this uh, uh, tight, you know, clinching effort down the stretch for Dallas. It's that drop you just talked about that the Titans maybe could have either kicked a field goal for a one-point game or scored a touchdown to take the lead because, the, you know, you mentioned it. Dallas went up 17-6. The Titans answered 17-13. The Cowboys score 24-13. And then the following drive from the Titans was the missed Traylon Burks DPI that could have been a first and 10 at the 15 type of situation. And who knows what could have happened in those two situations because the Titans offense had some things working uh, up until that point. Do you agree with Jabari? Yeah, I mean, to an extent. Yeah, I mean... Yes, part of playing offensive football is putting the defense in conflict because of the rules. Consistently. And, yeah, and putting them in bad situations. So Jabari, for our audio listeners after, says, get a modern offense and get the calls. I do think Jabari has a point there. Is the more times, because the Dallas Cowboys have a modern offense. C.D. Lamb has 100 yards and he's targeted like 15 times. Gallup gets his touches. Schultz gets his touches. You know, Hinden shot got his shot and then, you know, deflected off his hand. But, and then Tony Pollard in their offense when he's there, he gets his. It's a modern offense. And so I, I brought Jabari's comment up because I, I want to touch on this that I didn't speak on in our last topic. The reason why Malik Willis is more done than you have hope is because I don't know if Malik Willis can quarterback with his arm a modern offense. That's my final term on that. Yeah, fair enough. A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. Let's wrap up 2022 with ain't that good news. It could be a New Year's resolution. Uh, it could be some, good news from the entire year, or good news from this week. So ain't that good news here live to wrap up our show. Uh, but first, I do want to tell everybody about our great sponsor, Hughes and Coleman, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation, 
4,600. That's where you should turn. If unfortunately a car accident happens in life, you got to make sure you know who can help you get the money you deserve for that injury. And Hughes and Coleman, they recovered over a billion dollars for their clients across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky and had the resources to fight that insurance company for you just like they have for 30 plus years. Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, once again, a free case consultation when you call 800-800-4600, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. AZ Sports, BetMGM, that's a relationship that we can get on board with. You can too. You can form a relationship with BetMGM by downloading the app and using the promo code ATOZ Sports or the king of sportsbook. We love BetMGM. Austin and I bet on BetMGM all the time. They hook us up with great, and they got, look, they got promos where you get free bets. I mean, it's great. This weekend is a great time to try. New users get a risk free bet up to $1,000. So download the BetMGM app today. Let's hit good news. Ain't that good news to wrap up 2022 and this week? Uh, you know, I gave myself a little <clears throat> Christmas bonus uh, via BetMGM. So that's some good news this week uh, of withdrawing some of my football season winnings. So that's some good news there too. But I'll go to the chat. <clears throat> Ain't that good news? Uh, today for you guys, Tiffany says that they're going to pick up their new pup today, which is Ooh, very exciting. For we got to know, we got to figure out, you know, you got to name the pup when you see the pup, right? Like, yes. what does this pup look like? Does it look like a max, a tank, uh, a cannon, uh, you know, all the, you got all these different names. So Tiffany, I know you watch the show consistently. Curious to see what you're going to name the pup. Maybe next week you can yeah. disclose that. Yeah, we got to follow that up there too. Donald says, good news. Sister got him an air fryer and he can't wait to use it. Donald, it's been a week, almost a full week since Christmas. You haven't broken out the air fryer yet and fired it up and got it rolling? I, I, I don't have an air fryer. We you know went and registered because I'm getting married next year. I Air fryer's on that bad boy. I think I could do some damage with an air fryer. I That, that is exciting to me. I'm curious about it. The main thing about air fryer is doesn't it just like suck all the nutrition out of everything you put in it? <laughs> I have no idea. I think that's because I know like whenever you cook vegetables, for example, you're always removing nutrition when you cook something like that. And when you roast vegetables, you remove some of that, but air fryer, I think it just makes it, you know, it makes it taste great. But, you know, I, I don't know what the balance I, I, I'm is. looking forward to because I see these on TikTok all the time. They cut up salmon in cubes. They put them in like a, a bourbon honey sauce and they put them in the air fryer for like 10 minutes and they come out and they're like, oh my gosh, these are unbelievable. And I, I tend to be like, I want that. I want to be able to do that. So uh, maybe you can try that out with your air fryer, Donald. Um, look up yeah. the recipe for like salmon, I don't know, salmon bites. I don't know what they're called but noah says is good news he's headed to the weekend with a lead in both of his fantasy football wow. championships trying to repeat in both leagues man the only, new competition yeah right yeah or no or don't or just keep on racking this thing up Noah, and, and stacking trophies uh ethan says good news tennessee versus clemson tonight and i didn't see demetrius says good news seeing bozo sweeney lose to the vols tonight you know, I'll speak on that for a second because we do have halftime and postgame shows coming up tonight for uh, the Orange Bowl with uh, Charlie Burris, Jonathan Crompton, hoping to have a little extra sprinkle of fun to that halftime and postgame show, but not quite confirmed yet uh, on that. So uh, that would be a lot of fun. But my good news, Zach, is that I am I'm pumped about the, the weekend ahead. 
it's it's what the perfect weekend for me and my entertainment and time that I get to spend. Orange Bowl tonight can't get any better than that. The Vols playing in their most meaningful postseason game in I don't know how long. I guess 2007, which was the last time they were in the SEC championship game. They've played this meaningful of a game since like around Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, uh, let it's me a good, stop it's there. a big deal. It's a big know, deal. You know, it is a big deal. And I was in the same situation last year with like Ole Miss going to the Sugar Bowl. And then whether you win or lose, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. Sure. It's not that meaningful because you move on. The Orange Bowl and the Sugar Bowl doesn't mean as much. I think I would be more excited for what Tennessee has done. I'm not saying you shouldn't be excited for tonight. I'm going to watch the game. I'm looking forward yes. to it. But it's really about what Tennessee is as a program yes. on the horizon of expansion when you're truly going to play meaningful games. Because Kansas State, Alabama doesn't mean a damn thing. So I, but I, so that I, I, that's that's college football's problem that I do believe that they're fixing. Sure, but here, but again, why I think this Tennessee game is meaningful is because of the state of the program. Like you said, it's year two, and Josh Heupel has you in a New Year's Six game at ten and two. Did they screw up a massive golden opportunity to make the playoff with it still being four teams? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that happened six weeks ago. I have halfway recovered uh, from the South Carolina loss and the Hinden Hooker injury. But I do, I'm excited about this. I'm also excited because Joe Milton gets to show something that maybe he can do next year. I, I'm a doubter. I'm a doubter. I don't care if Joe Milton can throw an orange 110 yards or not, which I don't know if you saw that, but he, he literally threw an orange 110 yards. They, they distanced it, which is insane. That's good content. It's great content. Tennessee is always about that good content, but can Joe Milton put together some success offensively against a good Clemson defense? So I, I think I'm excited about that. I'm excited about all the good positivity and the buzz around Tennessee. And you get a shot at Dabo and Clemson, who has been wrecking you over the last decade in recruiting up there with some key prospects. And it's a great chance to get a shot. So that starts my weekend. Then Saturday, I just get to hang out with family and have a great New Year's Eve. And then Sunday, more of the same. So no Titans on New Year's Day, which is great. That is, I'm I'm so pumped for this weekend uh, to wrap up the holiday season. That's my good news. Some good news. Johnny says uh, only one more week to watch uh, the nightmare of a season talking about the Titans. Drew, Matt says look, the love of his life and mother of his child said yes for forever. So Matt, congratulations for, for getting engaged. I did uh, see this, Zach. Did you see last night in Nissan Stadium there was a proposal? I, I did. I saw that. That wouldn't have been my choice of where I would do it, but was that Matt? Hey, Thursday night football. There's an there's opportunity for a promotion there. I guess. Uh, Dom says good news. Uh, said he he uh, he'd get his running mile time under six thirty this year. He's Ooh. at six fifteen. So, is this on the track? That would be my question, right? What are you counting, or is this on uh, on a treadmill? What, so, what, where you got? So look, uh, I, look. I'm curious to know Dom's answer. It doesn't Dom, count if it's on a treadmill. I, I look. It does. You just say I ran this on a treadmill. It still counts. It's st- you still achieved the mile time. And, and Dom's a big dude. Like so, if Dom, no, and I'm not diminishing Dom. That's a great, great news. 
I'm really throwing shade on the of Austin eyes back and forth of the last 10 years. It feels like on Austin saying he can run a sub six mile and then on a treadmill. Yeah, I've I have run more. I've twice I have run a 534 mile on a treadmill, <laughs> which you could not do on the track. I think why I couldn't do that on the track is because I don't have the, the, uh, help of a treadmill. No, I don't have the running smarts to know what my pace feels like to keep up. That's what it is. And Dom says he does both. Okay. So that look, is pretty good. I had, I have, I am, uh, significantly, uh, out of shape, cardio shape compared to where I was when I last ran my five thirty four. Uh, and hey, look, Dom says 530 even on the treadmill is elite, Zach. So, you know, not now, but four months ago, Dom says I was four seconds away from elite. How about I, that? I'm not saying that it's not good. I, I've never once <laughs> said it. I'm some, I can't do that. I, that's not something that I want to do. But to just say I can run, run a sub six mile, which you did at one point and didn't disclose like, but it's on a treadmill. That I think is the important part that I will always stand by that. And I have, cause we proved the point when you tried to run it on track, you only got two laps. Yeah, in that was, that, that was, I, I, I have you completely, quit. I have complete, that was in 20, uh, 2016, early 2016. So almost seven years ago. Cause that was like February of 2016 when I, when I did that, um, which was hilarious and also great content. It was better that I, that I quit. Halfway yeah, but through. you quit. And that was a seven minute mark. I was trying to go seven. You minutes didn't, but you you said you could do it, and then you quit. So, but I, then I I did a half mile in three. So again, it was better content. That doesn't than, matter. You know that matters zero. Half miles when you're trying to run a mile and you quit halfway through the mile. <laughs> no, it's about you quitting, not about what you did in the first two laps. It was this better. Is, you're for, playing like damage control. No, I'm, you I'm trying damaged. to tell you this. It was better for the show that it, it happened the way that it did. I, I, yeah, I was just intrigued to see what was going to happen. I kind of yeah. knew it was I have happen. a I have a potential challenge for us uh, down the road, but I, I, I'm not, I don't want to do it today or talk about it today. But it's something that I think it would be very fun to watch. Uh, all right, Ma Maserati Mac has good news. And maybe, I hope this wasn't in his Maserati. Got out of a car accident, still Ooh. alive after a car hit, hit him. So uh, that's always scary. So we always want people to be safe. Yeah. Here's my real, good news. Hold on, real quick before you do it. Uh, this Jeff says, I do miss the A to Z challenges with Buck behind the camera. Because we did have a lot of fun a few years ago when Zach and I had a lot more free time on our hands <laughs> to go do some fun challenges and Buck being the camera guy narrator. There, there was some really good content. The, the times they are changing. Yes, uh, absolutely. But in a good way. Well, yeah. so as we conclude 2022, you know, I, I think – what I'm always excited about is what's next. I am a look forward person. Everybody that knows me is like, I don't sit still. We got to get things done. That's just my my mindset. And we got tons of big things in store for A to Z Sports, obviously in 2023. My good news, though, uh, for this weekend, I'm going to um, – and I'll, I'm having a best men. So there's two of my best friends are going to be my wedding. We're not doing a wedding party. We're not going to have one of those like Good. 16, 22. Uh, we're not doing that, right? Yes, thank you. So you, you. pick two. I, we, we said we pick two, you pick two. There's going to be four people in the damn thing. Nobody else, you can't be in the wedding. Sorry. So two, well, one of those is also getting married. He got engaged a couple of weeks ago. So they are, and this is creative, I guess. 
a ring in the New Year engagement party that is on New Year's Eve. So the nice party, dressing up, going to ring in the New Year and uh, watch football all weekend. So that's that's my exciting news that uh, things are things are moving for A to Z for me personally in my life for my friends around me. It's uh, it's going to be a great New Year. I feel in 2023 for a lot of people and. Uh, we we are very appreciative of everybody that has jumped on the A to Z sports bandwagon all over the world mm-hmm. and all over this country as we expand it and and really set new horizons for what this company can do. We've always set out to change the game and revolutionize the way that sports fans interact with their communities, their sports communities, and their hosts. And you guys are the real OGs because this is the flagship of A to Z sports right here in Nashville covering the Titans. Yeah, so to, to add to that, as we wrap up 2022 for uh, at least our morning show here, uh, we do have content, A to Z Sports Picks, coming up today at 2 p.m. with Alan and Brian to get you ready for the Orange Bowl tonight. And also a halftime and post-game shows for the Vols Clemson Orange Bowl tonight too. But uh, really do appreciate all of you guys for showing up every day. You know, it doesn't matter what the, the weather's doing, what month it is, what's happening in the news. You guys are here ready for us. and and complaining if we're a few minutes late. So we do appreciate all of you guys for uh, having us a part of your routine, your day, your week, your game day experience, and uh, having these conversations. And you know, we've already got a lot of really, really fun, exciting things in the works for 2023 that we've been working really hard on that we can't wait to continue to develop. Uh, and you know, just knowing that this Titans offseason is going to be a lot of fun. It might be painful in some spots for Titans fans parting ways with some longtime guys, but it's going to be very dramatic and there will be movement. And so that's going to be a, create a lot of interesting and fun conversations for us to have in the new year uh, throughout the entire offseason process to see what 2023 season has in store. And lastly, before we wrap up, Darren, you are like everybody. Darren says I should be working. Well, that's the best part. Is that that's too. why that's why us we're too. here, right? We should we be working should be, too. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Hope everybody has a great New Year's Eve and New Year's weekend. Be safe. We want to see you guys Monday, January second. So be safe. Uh, make sure you uh, take care of your stuff over the weekend and don't do anything stupid uh, that hurts the A to Z football team. So we will see you guys uh, on Monday. January 2nd, 2023. Have a great weekend. Also, don't forget, before you head out of here, like the show before you go. Give us a thumbs up. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, give us a like. If you're not subscribed to the channel on YouTube or liking us on Facebook, you got to do that as well. And we'll talk to you guys in the new year. Appreciate it as always. Cheers.